Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I didn't actually think I could find a film that would make Halloween ends look fucking brilliant. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Subspecies, which released in 1991. From an original idea by Charles Band, written by Jackson Barr and David Pabian, and directed by Ted Nicolau. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Michelle and her friend Lillian, who have headed to, I believe, Transylvania to stay with their friend Mara in her local village. While there, they have been entranced by the magical powers of Radu, the vampire that lives in the castle nearby, and his brother Stefan, who are both battling over the bloodstone to see who is the strongest vampire. <laughs> So this is uh, Full Moon Entertainment. Yeah. Now, if you're a horror fan, you're probably very much aware of this company and the slew of movies that they released. Slew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of varying quality, I should say. All of them considered pretty trash. Yes. But if you're a horror fan and uh, you grew up in the 90s, you know, the video rental stores, you would have seen all of these movies. You would have seen all the sequels of these movies lined up. And it was just a choice, a choice, a monster's choice. Of course, the, some of the most uh, well-known films from this company are, include the Trancer film series, which is yeah. a bit more sci-fi. But of course, I think the most iconic film series from them is the uh, the Puppet Master series of films, yeah. which I think has more sequels probably than any other horror franchise to, at this point. Possibly. <laughs> and so Subspecies uh, was, to be or not, one of the first, if not the first American film to be shot on location in Romania. Okay. So pretty good uh, location if you're going to tell a vampire story. And, well, just like most Full Moon Entertainment productions, they had very little budget. They didn't have the best equipment. Nope. And they kind of had to make do with what they had, which was, albeit, very no. little. Yeah. But they do have Angus Scrim. Why have you come? For about ten minutes. Oh. Well, I mean, but, but look at the wig, Ian. <laughs> look at the hair. I'm looking. I'm looking. I mean, you say if I was a 90s horror fan growing up, going to video stores, I would have seen these films. I, I didn't see these films. Maybe they weren't at my video store. Maybe my video stores were so out there we just weren't lucky enough well, to get the subspecies series. In that case, you would series. have seen them on the Sci-Fi Channel or the Bravo Channel or one of those late night TV you know, channels that showed this kind of stuff. I think I was incredibly lucky because I've watched some schlock in my time. I've seen some fucking shit, but I think I was incredibly lucky up to now to not see the subspecies kind of series of films. And I know people mock me when I say I have to sometimes look up my films on Wikipedia. And I, I like doing that. And I, over the years, I've kind of gauged like how well known a movie is by how well its Wikipedia page is. And the fact that the subspecies series, I think it's six, six movies at the moment, possibly yeah. seven, six or seven. They have one entire page. One entire page, which doesn't even have a cast. I had to go to, like, obviously the well-known places like IMDb to look for the cast for this film. And even then, the only person who actually jumped out as an actual well-known actor was Angus Grimm, who's, like we said, in the movie for about five minutes. Because he's confronted by 
Radu, played by Anders Hove, who is quite possibly the worst looking vampire I think I've ever seen. Those fingers, dude. Well, the fingers. <laughs> okay, I'm not. Let's not even go too far into help before he starts talking. Those fucking fingers. It's man. definitely uh, an homage to uh, to Nosferatu. Oh yeah, yeah, but Nosferatu didn't even have fingers like that. Well, maybe it was more the claws. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see the imagery there with I, Nosferatu. I, I thought the but... makeup on his face was pretty good, but I give you that the length of the fingers was was a bad choice because it it makes him look like he fumbles around throughout yeah. the entire movie, can, and yeah, the can. way that he walks as well. Like the first time he steps into the room as well, it looks like he's stepping onto his mark. Like that's your mark, <laughs> yeah, your mark you know, and it just looks awkward and stilted. It looks like he would fall over yeah. at any moment there's there's no backstory there's no thought process of where he's been or what he's doing he's literally come here because it's three days into a certain celebration in the local town and he's gonna take the bloodstone from his father king vladislas played by angus grim now what the fuck is the bloodstone all about the film does not in an hour and 23 minutes because that's how long this fucking movie is it doesn't explain to you what it does. It's filled with supposedly the blood of saints. Yes, which I think uh, forever replenishes. So it was a gift to the vampires that saved the town centuries ago from the Turks. From the Turks. Yeah. And so it's been passed down through this bloodline as a thank you. So they don't need to drink the blood of the innocents anymore. Right, okay. I'm pretty sure. The film doesn't explain that. I but, mean, that makes a good theory, actually, yeah. yeah. But, but but Radu wants it from his dad, and his dad's not giving it up to him. As a matter of fact, his dad might consider giving it to his brother. Yeah. But we don't know about him just yet. Yeah. And Radu's not having any of this, uh, but but Angus Scrim's one step ahead of him, and uh, he's got this conveniently placed trap, <laughs> which he lowers down right on top of him. Not be necessary to destroy you, Radu. <laughs> just drops a cage on him. I was just like, I'm pretty sure there was a mark on the ground to tell Radu where to stand there as well. Like, like, okay, so he's a vampire, so this cage should be like special silver or something. No, there's no, there's no law behind this. There's no vampire, vampiric history or anything. It's honestly. You know, he looks like a vampire and we can cut his head off and drive a stake for his art. He's dead. And sunlight, possibly, too. Uh, well, we never see that once, do we? No, no, no. not on this one. But, uh, I mean, how would you expect a vampire to get out of this? Sheer not strength like this. to just lift it up. He's going to turn into mist and just go through the gates. Oh, He's going to turn into a bat and just fly through. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's going to pull off his fingers. And they're going to drop on the ground, and then they're going to ooze this blood, yeah. which the severed finger is going to soak back up, and it's going to transform into the subspecies. The subspecies. <laughs> yeah, so the movie's called Subspecies. It's about vampires, right? And the subspecies are these little claymation red demon things that we see, which are horribly superimposed onto the foreground yeah. or background and stuff. But they climb up onto the uh, throne. It's... They hit the switch that releases they the do. trap. Angus Scrim fucking watches them. <laughs> he, he does. Watches he just, them just walk over. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He just hits the switch. And that's the problem with this movie. Like, nothing happens. There's all this build-up for things that are supposed to happen, and nothing does. It's so bland. Like, this whole bit here where he escapes from his cage is so fucking bland. He just goes, ah, walks up to his dad, pulls out a knife and stabs him and kills his dad. Now, what's really funny about this sequence is that Angus Grimm falls on the floor and then the demons come there. Yeah. And they're, they're just superimposed, just looking at him. You're like, 
Do something. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's really bad looking, isn't it? It <laughs> it's is. Really bad. It is. Now, I don't know what's worse. Now, in the original, when they originally shot the film, right. they had uh, actors in full suits at playing the minions. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then superimposed them in. But when you watch the footage back, we've got some of it here. When the director was watching this back, he was like, no, this is terrible. Like, they are all overacting so much. They move around. Oh, my God. And it's, it's not fantastical enough. So, I know. I'm going to get hold of David Allen and David Allen Productions. And we're going to get some special effects to do the minions. To give right. them an otherworldly kind of look which and they feel. Which I suppose they do. Which they do. Because it looks out of place. But it, I think, I think in, in like looking at it now, I think it's, still, it's much worse than the actual men. <laughs> in suits yeah yeah, uh, but uh yeah it's really unfortunate because you know if you're a fan of the again of full moon productions and of david allen productions uh you'll know that this guy worked on some legendary films uh such as the stuff <laughs> batteries not included all right yeah, willow yeah freaked the puppet master series of films and of course anti from honey i shrunk the kids well i i okay so i suppose if he's got some money behind him and a bit of a budget you know and a good studio he's able to do some really good work yeah that's what he doesn't have here no he doesn't have much he, time yeah he's got limited resources limited resources and we need to make these monsters do whatever they're going to do and honestly as you see them later on in the movie they don't do a lot <laughs> they really don't know <laughs> they're just they the film reminds you that they're there every now and again yeah but yeah, they should kind of wish it hadn't. <laughs> right. Um, because we're also following Michelle Morgan, played by Laura May Tate, who, like I said, has turned up at this town with her friend Lillian uh, to hook up with their other friend Mara. And they're going to. They're doing a research, they're doing a PhD yeah. on the folklore of Romania. <sighs> because, because supposedly. Like, it's not shown to you very well but there's some really nice gothic buildings nearby like the castle and this place that they're going to be staying in in the village which is you know all connected yeah loads of great gothic architecture yeah um, and it looks wonderful as they're walking around and stuff but it's so fucking bland and so badly edited together that you just you see one shot followed by another shot by another shot and you just, I hated it after a while. <laughs> like the three of them at one point, they get together, don't they? And they go up to the castle yeah. and they fall asleep. And then yeah. before you know it, it's night time. Oh, guess who comes out at night time? The vampire that lives in the fucking castle. But it was so badly edited and so dragged out that when they fell asleep and woke back up again, I actually thought it was literally 10 minutes later. Right. Well, yeah, because the uh, it doesn't look much darker, no, does it? But it they doesn't. do wake That's up, it. and then but then in the very next shot when they're rushing back through, it's like pitch black. Yeah. But yet they're still very well lit. So I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe they won't get lost going home because they've just got to keep this pace. Because the, but, I mean, you're jumping ahead though, because before that we've jumping got we've, we've got thirty minutes of just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. However, however, we do have one of the film's greatest heroes, and that's Carl. Oh. And his wonderful, wonderful eyebrows. <laughs> Carl is pretty much the gatekeeper, the landlord, the caretaker of this fortress. And he he's the one who introduces them to their rooms, uh, tells them where they're going to be staying. Yeah. He also ends up showing them around. And he's like, no, don't go up there. The the, 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 the steps, they're, they're, they're rotten. They'll fall through. Don't go into the attic, yeah. But no, it's it's filled with coffins. Oh no. Mm. Um, but then it's dinner time, so we leave now. And we'll never come back up here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, I, I I think that that's Stefan's It is, coffin. yeah. You yeah. find out that Stefan is... 
a nocturnal kind of person. He's doing a study on the nocturnal wildlife in the area and he gets introduced and he has that moment with Michelle where they both lock eyes and it's like, okay, film, you've made it very obvious. Obvious. I mean, they're both pretty, pretty people, so, you know. Well, I mean, and they're like, they've got the same haircut, so destiny. I mean, the film know? language hasn't given us anything from Mara or Lillian. Like, Mara just lives in the town and Lillian's just that extra friend who you know is going to be killed off. Right. Michelle's getting most of the lines, most of the screen time you know and like i suppose it's relaxing on the eyes to see her because otherwise i've got to look at radu every now and again walking around slowly and <laughs> it's so bad looking at him because like like we said it's building up to this celebration where he's going to be gifted this bloodstone which he already has because he's killed his dad um and Stefan's turned up because he's come for it. And he Stefan comes into the castle to find his dad. And we see the exact same shot that we'd seen of Angus Grimm dead before. Just minus the subspecies. Right. I was, <laughs> I was just like, fuck you movie. I'm giving up. I'm fucking oh, seriously giving up. You seriously like Charles Band films. They reuse footage I so know, much. I like... know. But trancers, like we said, trancers were so stupid and fun. I mean, the exploding ham, <laughs> right? people. There's nothing wrong with an exploding ham. Yeah, this... I will give you that. The comedy in this film doesn't land. Like, they, no. They, they, they have what? bad lines. Comedy. Well, there's the bit when they get to the car, you know, and she's like, well, it's actually made out of cardboard. <laughs> Let's, I hope it gets us where we're going. A cute little car. Hey, it's a Trabant. It's made of a cardboard. No, seriously? <laughs> you want to try? And cute long driving montage. Yeah, actually, the car is not made out of cardboard. In reality, it's it's made out of lots of recycled parts and famously breaks down after 10 miles. So, you know. uh, the car's we... more interesting <laughs> than this fucking film! Yeah, they have the, the, the jokes where uh, she's just like, well, we're actually a lot smarter than we look. You know, it's just little kind of funny, trying to be funny lines. Try, like, trying, yeah, exactly. Trying it, doesn't, be, it, doesn't it doesn't really work. It doesn't. But at least we're getting moments of characterization. It's not great moments, but little moments. Okay, these little glimmers, these little <laughs> flickers in the darkness of the shit of this movie still just doesn't help because the story isn't thrilling enough to keep my interest into the story of what's going on. I have to ask a question, though. Right, right, right. Anytime Radu was on screen, yeah. were you fascinated by just what would happen next? Like, how he moved, how he talked, how he positioned himself, the camera angle, any... Like, <laughs> no. I, I, I honestly just, like, it was just so, like, vampire spell, you know? Just like, what is... What is, <laughs> as, soon what is? Came, as soon as he came on screen, it was just watching how slow he could walk. Yeah. With his hands not doing anything <laughs> because obviously he can't move much because the claws are like out here. The way he's always like, <sighs> because obviously they're fake prosthetic teeth and the guy is dribbling like, but every time, <laughs> every time he was drinking somebody's blood, which isn't a lot. Um, he was too busy drinking uh, vodka apparently because uh, behind the scenes, right. uh, the, uh, Anders Hove, who played Vlad, was pissed every day on set wow. through temper tantrums with the director every other day on set yeah and uh, so much so that when they reunited to do subspecies two and three yeah. there was a no alcohol rule on set 
going forward. Uh, but they shit. also agreed at the end of each day to go and get pissed and drink as much vodka as possible. Oh, okay. But, that, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but apparently it was down to him being agitated with the long shooting days, the, the, the all of the makeup well, being yeah, put on, he would have not to be understanding doing... the American film company. and He'd have to do most of his shots at night. As well, yeah. You yeah. Know? And a lot of his shots are really on his own until he starts intermingling with the girls, which isn't really a lot. Like... Like he, there's the great moment. <laughs> it's a great moment. Okay. <laughs> the moment where they, uh, they, they, they. I think they go to break into the castle. She cuts her arm, right. and then she they go care, away. She doesn't cut his arm. He bites her. We oh, just don't yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, as they're walking away, he sort of opens this yeah. door, which looks like it's off its hinges anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn, he looks like he has no strength whatsoever because he's really struggling to move the door. I'm like. How old a vampire are you? I don't yeah, know. That's it. We got nothing. He's just, he just, like, where has he been living all this long to look like this? Where Stefan... But what surprises me then is how he somehow manages to get in front of them, which then gives them the scare to run. Yeah. Which then they bump into Stefan in the middle of the night, which is just one of the worst pieces of editing in the film, <laughs> where the camera, like, they see in front of them, and then the camera's facing them, so they're running at the camera, and somehow they manage to run right into Stefan without seeing him, despite the having complete field of vision in front so of them. Bad. It is so, so bad. bad. And, it's so bad. And then they're like, oh, we just got chased by a vampire. And oh. Stefan's like, I don't believe in vampires, where well, I secretly am one. Like, he has that whole conversation with Carl, doesn't he? Where Carl's just like, I can see you're having a relationship with that Michelle girl. Yeah. And he's like, well, she's just immortal and stuff, you know. And it, But she's she's made me want things again. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I need to do something to help her. And the, the actor playing Stefan, Michael Watson, is desperately trying to be this character of Stefan. And it's so shit. It is. Fucking Edward Cullen from fucking Twilight. <laughs> Make a better Robert character. Patterson is fucking ten times the fucking actor you are. Stefan in this looks really pretty. He's a really pretty guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes when he's wearing that big black long coat as well, kind I'm like, of, yeah. yeah, okay, it, it kind of works. Uh, but as a character, he doesn't do anything in this film. He's had one scene with Michelle and now he's spouting eternal love to Carl about yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. we've had nothing between yeah, you two. Nothing. Did it happen off screen? And we've barely got anything with Radu. So we're like, what is the threat? Like, we're literally just building up for the celebration. Uh, Lillian's been bit on the arm or cut her arm or whatever. And, and Radu's so, come to visit her that night. Yeah, yeah. And he, he started to feed off her. And the people have seen those, those shadow edits. Oh, that was one of oh my, my favourite shots in the film. The way the claws just retreat out, out of the shadow, out of the shot. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Well, how old is he? Like that must be at least a hundred-year-old vampire being able to do that kind of stuff. I don't know. Like and we don't actually just... see him do it on screen, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, oh, I don't so... know the the fact that this vampire can pull his fingers off and turn them into little minion subspecies. Yeah, thing. it's got to be at least. But couple... it still follows, like, because we we see Carl is just like, yeah, I'm preparing some rosemary bead shotgun cases. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, and he's also carving wooden spikes. Like, did I miss him? Like, I was really hoping Carl would have, like, some backstory, like his wife or daughter were killed by the vampires, and he's always, like... But he doesn't. He, he's the caretaker of this place, mm -hmm. but he doesn't know that the king's been killed. No. He's waiting with Stefan to kill Radu because he believes that Radu's, you know, evil. But he's also... He also explains, like, I, I know where Radu is, but... And I could kill him at any time. 
but I'm afraid, so I've not done it yet. Yeah, and does. plus, you know, I, even with his friendship, though, to Stefan, I'm also like, well, also, I didn't want to just go and kill your brother it's, because I'm friends with you and, and your dad, so it would be a bit shit if I did. It's fucking, it's <laughs> fucking shit because they sit Michelle down. You know, he, Carl says to Stefan, like, you need to tell her the truth. So Stefan sits her down and he explains to her about vampires, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Lillian is almost at death's door. Right, so she ends the up... The doctor's just like, yep, yeah, like, she's lost blood for some reason. Yeah, we can, we don't know what's going on, even though, like, we took, we the whole village believes in vampires and it's, has a whole folklore about vampires. It, I have yeah. no idea what this blood-lossing victim is. Exactly, you're in Romania, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you've been talking about vampire lore and everything else. But it, it is, it's all the standard vampire stuff you've seen done before. Yeah. Just done very badly here. And badly. Because the staging of the camera's wide angle, yeah. just showing everybody, just shuffling around. Like, nobody seems to really know what they're doing. Doing there no so it just looks really staged and flat and it, it's kind of hokey <laughs> and that's it so it's the night of the celebration and radu fucking he kills the lead gypsy woman that's right yeah um he was following badly. the others around and like how you could kill somebody as a vampire badly in a movie i don't know but this is how it's our giant exposition dump lady who basically told us all about the, the bloodstone yeah and what was going on and so. um and then he decides that he's going to attack Mara now and kidnap her and take her back to the castle because he's already had this confrontation with Stefan that the bloodstone is mine and I'm going to have all these women as well because I'm the evil vampire. And so Stefan fucking explains to Michelle about the back history. So basically his mother, like there was this evil witch who had sex with King, you know, Vladislav and had an, uh, had an evil child, which was Radu. And then he had, they had a second child, which was Stefan. And they're, they're the children. And the bloodstone is like the inheritance from them. And he has to fight them. And so Michelle's like, okay, vampires. Then she gets taken to the ca- uh, the, the church, well, yeah, doesn't she, Steph- by Carl. Yeah, Stefan's like, yeah, go to the church and uh, I'm going to go and fight my brother. They, they And they do the whole introduction, they do the whole vampire law thing where it's like, right, I, uh, the, Carl has to invite Stefan into the church. That's right. Because he's, he's the key holder. Right, so he does it in front of fucking Michelle. And Michelle's just like, oh, okay, I'll stay with you, Carl. And they lock the doors. Fucking... Lillian, which come... they'd already buried, yeah, which they buried <laughs> because after seeing the old gypsy woman get her head cut off and fucking staked through the va- chest because she's a fucking it's a whole vampiric law town, they decide to bury Lillian's body and she comes back and she comes out of the ground as this vampire being watched by Radu, who walked really slowly up to her like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and, um, and she stands outside the church, Michelle, Michelle, come help me. And Michelle's like, oh my god. I have to go out and help Lillian. I'm like, she's a vampire. Right. And Carl's like, like, she's a vampire. And Michelle's gone. Yeah. And screams off screen and is kidnapped by Radu. Carl's like, well, not my problem. Not my problem. (laughs) He's like, I'm not going out there. I'm not inviting him in. Stefan, while all this is happening, has gone into the castle to try to confront Radu and has come across Mara, who had been kidnapped, right? Keeping up? No, no. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit distracted with her lack of clothing. That's it, that's it. <laughs> the, the, the camera angle, I love it, where he's coming from the side and Radu's coming towards you and it's just, we just need a boob. And then when they move the camera, they actually move her top. So you yeah, still, you still see the boob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's going on the poster, right? That's going on the, that's going on the box art. And Stefan obviously can't find Radu because he's out trying to capture Michelle. Comes across Mara in the... Um, Dungeon. Uh, in the dungeon. And as he walks up to rescue her, 
the subspecies demon things drop a net on him. <laughs> this is our vampire hero. And he's captured. by a fishing net. By a net. <laughs> a fucking net. He scrabbles around and then he's like, oh, I'm defeated. I'm defeated <laughs> and I have to be chained up by Radu now. They are the least imposing or threatening vampires, I think, in cinematic history. <laughs> so fucking... How do you, how he made that net seem bland as well. Like, I should have been laughing at that point. I was. I should have been rolling around <laughs> in fucking tears. And instead, I was like, what am I doing with my life? Why? Oh, Why? What, what, I, you know, I should be watching Halloween Ends or Spiral. <laughs> I could be watching 20 times other worse movies than this. And I'm just, this is a whole new benchmark, Gary. I'm sorry. It's like, my bad movie meter was like, here. <laughs> And so Radu, capturing Michelle, bringing her to the castle, he's like, ha ha, Stefan, I'm going to feed on her now in front of you. And he's got Mara, uh, well, he's got Lillian there, obviously helping him. And I think Mara's turned at this point as well. She, Oh yeah, she turned evil. Yeah, well, Michelle Lil tried to escape That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. And they tried to escape out from the dungeon with each other and Mara turned into a vampire. And so I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be cool. This something dramatic, action-filled, exciting, something. Thing is supposed to fucking happen at the end of this movie and Radu is trying to bite Michelle and he's just drooling all over her. Right. And I just <laughs> felt for the actress that they, they said, the, the director's like, more drool, more drool, we need more bang. <sighs> looks so fucking shit because I hate his makeup throughout the movie. I hate the way he looked. Uh, I, and now I, he I looks thought it was pretty dope. I really liked it. It's just the long spindly fingers that just look rubbery and flop all around. You see how I'm not even... But I mean, this bit. This bit is where the hero of the movie steps in. And it's Carl! He's turned up with his shotgun and his and his stake and he blams Mara and then he blasts her again, how killing her. How can you make a double barrel shotgun to a vampire look so shit? Um... With very little money, <laughs> but I mean, it, it looked like she bled, she got shot, and she dies. Like the, the, she died. It, it told us what we she needed. She died. To. Well, by vampiric law, Gary. Like I, I, this is you. It I'm was asking wooden now. rosemary carved special she, she's vampire not dead. killing. She's not dead then. She's I don't know. Dead. I don't know how the vampire law works in this film. <laughs> don't defend it. I'm not defending you it. Are I'm just saying I don't you know. You are defending it by saying about every other part of your body should be screaming that it's absolutely fucking shit <laughs> what they did to that girl. Because he, yeah, Carl just gets his shotgun and blam. Why didn't he just shoot Radu? Radu's the head vampire. Because anything, she just charged him. He could have dodged her. He gets choked in a minute by one of the vampires. Have you seen how old Carl is? He gets choked by a vampire for about 10 minutes, mate, and still survives. I know, I know. Right, so, so don't talk I'm don't telling talk you me that like... he's doing a hell of a lot more than anybody else is in the film right that now. That is true, that is true. Because is true. fucking Stefan's chained up. Carl has to use the axe to free him. Yeah. Which then ensues with a sword fight between Radu oh, so and bad. his brother. <laughs> which so this, bad. this is bad because half of the sword fight is like they're sword fighting like... In the air above them, yeah, they just keep swinging above each yeah. above each other it's... like kids playing with fake swords. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really bad. And so the longer the camera spends on that fight, the the worse it is. And at some point, Radu ends up falling down like a stairway yeah. as he ends up hitting the candelabra, which starts a fire, which goes out quickly, and <laughs> then the fight ensues. And you're just like, oh my god, what's going on over there? Oh, L Lillian's now been trapped underneath a chandelier, and here comes Carl with another 
off-screen beheading, I imagine. Yeah, well, that's it. He fucking... Um, Stefan hits the rope, doesn't it? And it brings the fucking chandelier down, which is so much better in From Dust Till Dawn. Right. So much fucking well, That's clearly where they borrowed it from. And, um, <laughs> and fucking um, Michelle can't bring herself to kill her friend because her friend's a vampire. And I'm like, it's so bad. Just fucking kill her. Just fucking kill her. You're a vampire now. It doesn't. It, none of this makes any difference. I want the movie over. So Carl comes along, chops off her head off screen. And then Stefan takes out uh, Radu. Spikes him in the chest. Spikes him with the chest with a flaming uh, piece of wood. Yeah. And then Radu says to Stefan, like, you can't kill me, nothing can. And Stefan cuts his head off. Mm-hmm. You can't destroy me, Stefan. Nothing can. Well, that was, well, that's pretty dead. That was, <laughs> that was pretty cool as a decap attack. Yeah, yeah. And then it's time to, uh, to I guess, head into our coffins now. Because oh, uh, Michelle ending. is also like, well, I'm a vampire now. You're going to have to take me in. Well, first I must bite you so that you don't become a devil spawn like my brother. Yeah, and my you brother. become a spawn of mine, yeah. I guess. So, right, or lo- to- They try to build a loving embrace kind of vampire thing to make you feel for the... How anybody could feel anything at the end of this movie, I don't know. Like, even... Honestly, you would have to be fucking numb inside in 1991 to be watching this shit and get to the end of this fucking movie and be like, that was great! I don't fucking need a sequel! I'll take five more of those, please! Because fucking <laughs> Stefan, the fucking little subspecies come up to Stefan's head and his eyes pop open and it's the end of the movie and I was like, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> well, it may have been the end of this movie, but the film series, as we've said, does go on. It would only be two years later before we'd have Bloodstone, subspecies 2, in 1993, where we have vampire hunters in Transylvania coming to seek out Radu the Vampire. And then in uh, 1994, we'd have Bloodlust, subspecies 3. Uh, now Michelle wants to know more about vampires, while Radu, of course, returns. And then we have Subspecies 4 in 1998, Bloodstorm. Can you imagine it? Radu returns yet again. Really? Yeah. Uh, but then we also had a spin-off movie in 1997, The Vampire Journals. Uh, this focuses on the vampire Ash, who is looking to kill all of the bloodline of the vampire that sired him. It's got no connection to Radio, has it? No, that one's the spin-off one. Uh, uh, but then, only more recently, in 2023, we had Subspecies 5, Blood Rise. And this time we get a bit more backstory to Radu and some history explained and an actual ending to the entire, entire series. And most of the films follow right on from the last one. So it's almost like one giant vampire soap opera story and uh, and if you get through the first one well the second one is considered the best one of the franchise and then you can kind of go from there but at least it's the same director and of course anders hove playing radu throughout the entire film series so no uh, blu-ray releases or 4k restorations at the moment then for the first one yeah oh for the four, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. One. i mean i think the uh the the, the original know. three had a box set um and i think obviously the most recent one to come out also has you know it's you know modern technology so uh it's been a few years 
<laughs> I would have to say, I think the production got a little bit better. The makeup effects get better. The storylines get a bit more interesting. And the acting, well, substantially worse. <laughs> Fucking hope so after this shit. <laughs> well, Ian, what were your favourite scenes from I got Subspecies? None. I got none. I tried Aww. my fucking best. I was waiting and I was waiting. I, I mean, I suppose the best bit I've got is the bit where the net falls on Stefan. And that's <laughs> it. And that wasn't even fucking very good. That was fucking shit. It's a fucking net. There's nothing. I hated all the acting. I hated all the fucking camera angles. I hated the fucking makeup. I hated just the... the nut. There was nothing. Nothing, Gary. Well, I got quite a few memorable and favourite scenes from this film, and the first one's going to be that net dropping down on Stefan. That was absolutely outrageously hilarious. This is our hero. This is our vampire hero, and he's thwarted by, by a bit net. of rope. <laughs> uh, Raddy cutting his fingers off at the beginning. Like, I was just like, what's he doing? Like, what is he, doing? is he going to break himself into lots of different parts <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just snap, you know, snap. get shoveled or brushed through the doorway? I don't Put know. Back together. Oh. <laughs> it was just so bizarre. Like, he just regrew fingers right after, didn't he? So, yeah, vampire regeneration, then he picked up knife and, yeah. He can't die, and he can't die. Uh, like, all of the weird shots of him waking up in his coffin, pushing the door open. <laughs> like, just struggling to get his coffin lid open. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I need more blood. Uh, there's so many shots of him just walking through... Uh, uh, just you know, bland so, corridors. I don't know. I like the shadows. I like the lighting. I like the way he moved. I thought he was very interesting to watch. Not good, but interesting. You know, he was fascinating. It's like, this is just a weird depiction. It's uh, like all of it. It's just all very weird. But I like it. <laughs> Mesmerized by it. You're fucking mental sometimes. <laughs> then him opening the, the crypt door like, eh, eh, there's fresh girlies out there. I can't get my door open. <laughs> get my finger <laughs> So it's just hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, I will say, I mentioned it earlier, it, it's my favourite shot in the film because it's just a play with shadows yeah. after he attacks Lillian and he can hear them coming and he just shrinks back and we saw his claws retreat yeah. through the shadows. It's a great shot. I think, you know, from the angle, the lighting and the speed of it, I thought it worked very well there. You know, considering the limitations of the budget, they can't do a special effect, so just play with the shadows, man. And it worked. Carl! He's the goddamn hero of the movie. You don't expect it when he turns up with his big villainous eyebrows. But when he storms the front door with a shotgun filled with rosemary beads and blasts Mar, I'm like, yeah. That, that's about all he does. Yeah, that's it. That's the best moment he's got. Ian, I think we all know the answer to this one. I <laughs> cannot in my holy fucking years of existence ever ask anybody to watch this fucking bowl Oh, fucking shit. Somebody made this film back in 1991 and expected people to pay good money to watch it. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely fucking sure because it's 2023 that there's somebody out there that's like, oh Ian, you've totally missed the mark of this movie. It's so funny. It's so great. You should have gone in there and switched your brain off and enjoyed it and blah, blah, I'm sorry. I had to analyze it and know if it was a good movie and it is not. It is shit. Everything about it doesn't work. If there's even... Like, what's the shittest movie I could even say that this is on par with? Ankle Biters? Ankle Biters, right. He said Ankle Biters, right. This is on par with Ankle Biters. And Ankle Biters was fucking shit. Ankle Biters was made by a guy with a fucking video camera. This guy actually had a budget and went for thought about going to Romania to make a vampire movie. It's bad. It's so, so bad. Don't ever watch it. 
Watch Halloween Ends. Watch World War Z. Watch fucking Piranha 2, The Spawning. There are bad movies and then there's subspecies. <laughs> well, I'm going to be recommending subspecies, especially for fans of Full Moon Entertainment, as this is one of the real highlights in low-budget horror from the 90s. Charles Band films all have a certain charm, and you will know within minutes of watching any of his films if this is something you can sink your teeth into, or you just need a so-bad-it's-good kind of film with vampires in Romania. Cheap as this film is, the location was perfect. The castles and forts really add to the atmosphere with its gothic architecture. I thought it was captured fairly well with decent cinematography and lighting. The continuity of the lighting is another issue entirely, but it's <laughs> mostly fine, as is some of the acting. You know, Angus Scrim is awesome, but very sadly underused, while Anders Hove was fascinating as the series' villain, strange and captivating, and at times rather funny. Now, the effects are looking really dated, especially the minions, but I love the ideas and the work that went into them. Like I said, full moon charm. So yeah, if you fancy a low-budget vampire film with great locations and sets and wonky effects and some bad pacing and editing with uh, a very memorable villain, this is very much just worth a watch. And if that's not enough, it's got blood, boobs, and Angus Scrim in a bad wig. <laughs> the night has fangs. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. Yeah!